Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today is Thursday, April 15th of 2021. We are really going to jump right in today because, wow, it was busy. Um, So, let's get started with our daily updates on the events and commentary, etc. surrounding the death of Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Today was... As I expected or anticipated, a busier day in terms of um, announcements and and things that came from the royal family, as it is two days before the funeral. So we are going to start with the thing that happened last night. Um, So last night it was announced by the Swedish royal household that King Carl Gustav has joined his Scandinavian. Uh, counterparts and called for Swedish flags to be lowered at ha- to half mast on Saturday, um, the day of the funeral. So that is, of course, um, something that is not wholly unanticipated um, because both Norway and Denmark have made announcements reflecting that as well. So that was last night. Um, that came out literally as soon as I finished recording. Um, then this morning, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall visited the Marble Marble Marlborough House Gardens, uh, which has become the location for all of the floral um, the the flowers and letters and gifts left at the gates of Buckingham Palace um, have been transferred to Marble Borough House. I don't know why I cannot say that word. Um, to the gardens there um, for um, just some safety precaution. Um, and so... Charles and Camilla visited those this morning uh, and then have made their way to Windsor where they will spend obviously the next few days. Um, Also today, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson attended a ceremony in commemoration of Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh at the British Naval College in Dartmouth. Um... I wasn't sure whether to talk about this one or not, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, So the big news of the day is, of course, most of the details were announced um, today, including the guest list, the order of events, um, as well as a few other things. So um, including uh, the first look of the Land Rover Defender that uh, Prince Philip's casket will be carried on. Uh, the orders and regalia that will be placed at the altar. Um, so he will, of course, have his Knight of the Garter, um, his Danish Order of the Elephant, and whatever the Greek order that he has is. I'm not sure. Um, but, of course, he has one. Um, and then 
there will be some various other pieces of regalia as well. Um, the thing that, of course, everybody has been anticipating, me included, today was the guest list of the allowed 30 guests has been announced. So, um, they, these lists are everywhere, but the, the bulk of it is going to be the royal family. So the queen, the four children of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, um, of those that are married, their spouses will be there. So that's Prince of Wales, Duchess of Cornwall, um, the Duke of York, the Earl and Countess of Wessex, the Princess Royal and Vice Admiral Sir, Sir Timothy Lawrence, and then all of the grandchildren will be there, um, and all of their spouses with the exception of uh, Meghan Markle. Um, and then will be the Earl of Snowden, who is um, Queen Elizabeth's nephew, uh, Princess Margaret's son, and then Princess Margaret's daughter, Lady Sarah Chateau, and her husband will be there. And then we have the Dukes of Gloucester and Kent, as well as Princess Alexandra, who are all cousins to Queen Elizabeth. And then there are um, a few, I believe these are going to be German. There is no German royal family anymore, but from the German royal household. Um, are the remaining one, two, three, four, um, not included on this list, but supposedly still attending are a private secretary for the Duke of Edinburgh and Queen Elizabeth will have a lady in waiting with her, um, because everyone will be seated with people in their households. So what that means is that... Queen Elizabeth would have to be alone because no one's in her household. And that just like is not okay. So I do believe she'll have a lady of waiting, lady in waiting with her. Um, but I am not sure about that. I just assume um, that that will be the case. So that is the big announcement. Um, the focus on social media today was on the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme, which is something that I would love to spend more time talking about. Um, but I feel like that kind of deserves a segment of its own. I wish I had more information that I could have shared earlier on, um, because it's this very cool program that, um, basically challenges young kid, younger, <laughs> younger people to partake in different skills learning and things along those lines. Um, and then they can reach their Duke of Edinburgh, like gold level. Um, it's a very cool thing. I wish it's something I understood more, um, that I could just talk about it offhand, but, um, there was a lot happening today, and I will say, like, this was definitely, of course, overshadowed by the details of the funeral being completely announced. So um, that was one focus, and then as well as the Duke of Edinburgh's love of sport and sporting events. So that is all the updates from the British royal family today in terms of 
uh, Prince Philip. We are going to go ahead and skip Belgium, Belgium and the UK today. So today in Belgium, it's King Philippe's 61st birthday. A new photo was released, but that's all that was released. Um, there was nothing else, so we're not going to talk about it. And then um, there was one event on the court circular where today the Prince of Wales held a video conference with um, African members of the Commonwealth of Nations. So um, the Commonwealth countries that are in Africa um, all jumped on a video conference. It didn't specify what the call was about. I don't know if it was condolences or anything along those lines as we... Um, it's just not shared on the court circular. So I'm not going to go into a lot of talking about it because today is a super busy day. Um, and of course, the funeral details that have been shared are kind of the, the most important. Um, I do want to say there was another detail that was focused on um, the dress code for the ceremony. And I was debating talking about this or not. Um, but I will just say what was expected was that men of the royal family would be wearing uniforms, um, military uniforms, that they are either honorary um, members of certain military units or, uh, and not members, leaders, or have served in their own right to have rights to wear these uniforms. However, um, there are a couple of princes in the UK who don't actually get to wear their military uniform, um, or it just kind of became this public relations disaster that, um, it was just bad. That, like... I'm trying not to talk about it too much because I really want to stay above um, a lot of the contention that is inevitable right now um, between kind of the two most polarizing members of the royal family um, because it's not about that. Like, the focus should be on Prince Philip and his life. Um, but anyway, there was a whole kerfuffle about military uniforms. And so it was just decided that no one would wear them. Um, I have feelings about this. Yes. Um, am I going to share those feelings? I have decided not to because again, I want to try and stay above the fold, um, and stay above the drama as much as possible because it is, it's not about that. Um, and so if this is what needs to be done to make it not about that, then I'm all for it. It sucks, sure. Um, I can't imagine that the military man that Prince Philip was would particularly want this. But again, if it's what keeps the long-term focus on the funeral and Prince Philip and his life, rather than whether to polarizing figures should be allowed to wear uniforms or not, then okay. Um, it seems to be right now creating more drama than it should be, but whatever. 
Um, so that detail was announced today as well, that everyone would be in um, traditional morning clothing um, rather than military uniforms. So with all of that, we are going to jump now to the Danish royal family and talk about the events of the day for each of our royals. Today in Denmark, Crown Prince Frederick participated in the opening, um, he gave the opening address to the World Food Summit, Better Food for More People. Um, so this summit was held completely digitally, well, not completely digitally, because it, a lot of what I'm noticing in Denmark um, and in these digital events like this is they're kind of held in a hybrid format, meaning the event is taking place in person. However, the audience is not there. So everything is happening in person and people are just watching it on their screens. So it's, I, I've been calling them like hybrid events um, because that makes sense to me. Um, so I've noticed this happens a lot in Denmark and Norway, um, seems to be the two countries that are doing that combination. Um, you know, Spain is completely in person. Sweden is completely digital. Um, the Dutch royal household is kind of doing things their own way. So is Belgium, like they're doing half and half, um, half to all digital events and half in-person events. But I've noticed that this format where it's like the event is still happening in the venue, but there, because it's now a limited number of people, um, it works out a little bit differently for COVID. So it's all videoed and live streamed, um, which is kind of interesting. So that is what was going on in Denmark today. I saw something else and then I never saw it again. Um, I wonder if it was maybe on Instagram. Instagram's the one social media I didn't check on to see if that's maybe where I saw this. Um, but it seems that I really hope I'm not making this all up in my head. Let me, okay. Yeah, it was on Instagram. Okay. So Today, or at least it came out today, uh, Queen Margrethe took part in an interview for a radio show called Wise Language, um, which is focused on language. Shocking, I'm sure. Um, and then she made like a kind of funny joke that I think um, I've never been able to help but talk. Um, and... She, so then she says, I've been a lifelong talker, um, and I remember that my mother, her mother was Queen Ingrid, um, told me words were funny, and uh, Queen Margaretha says, I actually still think so. 
Um, so, oh, okay. So it looks like it'll be broadcast tomorrow um, because it is Queen, uh, Queen Margaretha's 81st birthday tomorrow. So I'm not sure what to expect with that. Um, obviously her 80th was supposed to be a big deal. For those who don't know, Denmark throws these amazing, wonderful parties for their, like, every milestone. Like, every five years, they're holding these spectacular events, um, and they're wonderful. And Queen Margrethe's 80th was supposed to be amazing and huge, and of course, COVID. Um, but it was still kind of the first experience of COVID that, like wasn't super crappy um because yes things were canceled but the way that danish royal house made up for it was amazing um i don't think any of that is really going to happen tomorrow because 81 is not like a milestone i am now intensely hoping for a um excellent jubilee in january or whatever that looks like um as queen margaretha is getting ready to um, I guess, celebrate her golden jubilee, uh, 50 years on the throne. So we'll see what that brings. Um, and we'll just see what happens tomorrow. I think I've said this already. I do plan on recording an episode tomorrow, um, just to kind of finish up the weekend because obviously the weekend is going to be focused on the funeral. Um, so I think I've decided that that's the way I'm going to do that. Um, so with that, we are now going to go ahead and move on to the Dutch royal family in hopes that Queen Margrethe's birthday tomorrow is just as wonderful as 80. So let's go to the Netherlands now. today there was a slew of events there were there were so many things going on today in the Netherlands and like none of them really flowed well um which sometimes they won't but sometimes there will be like two events and that's fine or like Queen Maxima will have several events but they're all focused on like a couple a topic um well today things are just all over the map so first, King Willem Alexander held an audience with the new president of the House of Representatives in the Netherlands. So um, this is obviously part of the election process that the country is going through. Um, so assuming that she has just recently been sworn in, um, King Willem Alexander will be, um, they were having a, a chat, I guess, is what it was basically referred to as was a greeting type of meeting, like a nice to meet you. Um, so that was first. Then King Willem Alexander held a digital working visit to the Extra Foundation, 
which is an organization focused on helping other nonprofit professionals provide the best care they can to the people they serve. So making sure that um, these caring professionals are not getting burnt out and are therefore able to help the people that are coming to them for help, um, which is crucial. So I think I've talked about this. I am by education, a social worker. Um, I don't practice. I haven't for many years. Um, and that's okay. I still love the education I received. Um, but I just definitely don't use my degree and that's okay. Um, You know, I figure at best the social work degree has taught me how to talk to every single kind of person I meet, um, and I don't really have a hard time, which is lovely. Um, But I, when you go, at least in the U.S., when you go through a social work program, you have a a field placement or like an internship, which is basically a year-long job that you don't get paid for, you get college credit for. And, um, you learn a lot of the ins and outs of being a social worker in the field you think you may go into. So that was my senior year, but all the while, because it's not a paid job, most people are also working and going to school full time. Um, and it's a pretty intense schedule. And then by the time we all graduate and go into the workforce, we are one step shy of burnt out. And if you don't have an easy transition into the workforce, which is something that I struggled with, I'll be completely honest, um, then you burn out so quickly. Um, and I did. I burnt out graduated in May and I was burnt out by November, like burnt out. Um, and that was the last job I took in social work for the most part. Um, I, I tried a couple of other things and like, they weren't right either. And so I just stopped, um, because I wasn't doing, I wasn't helping anyone. Um, but if there were an organization out there or resources that I knew of, um, that could have helped me through that transition to non-college adulthood, I, <laughs> my life would probably look a little bit different. Um, I've said pretty much my entire adult life, like post-college life, that that transition is so hard. And if you don't feel equipped for it, like it's just really hard. Um, and so that's where I was. I was just in a really hard place because I didn't know how to help myself, um, from burnout, from going, you know, 12 years of compulsory education, um, four years of college, those last few years of college, you know, working, I basically worked not quite full time, but pretty flipping close, uh, went to school full time and, tried to have a social life. Um, I failed at the social life piece, but I didn't know that there were organizations out there and there may, may not have been or, and may not still in this country to help with, 
um, the role I was playing to help me do that more successfully. So that was King Willem Alexander's second visit. Obviously, that one holds a place close to my heart. Um, then he also held a digital audience with uh, different self-employed individuals. Um, and I will say, like, something went wrong on the, on the Dutch Royal House's platform because the pictures were the exact same and the write-up was very similar, but I think these were two different events. Um, so I'm not really sure what happened there. Um, and then also today, Queen Maxima visited the International Theater in Amsterdam to talk about the um, art, theater and arts field. You guys, I'm so sorry. I'm getting so distracted because my dog is being, like, very clingy and very, um, not anxious, but, like, she's just trying to get into, like, everything in her sight and just eat it. Um, because I haven't been feeding her human food for days. Like, she's eating dog food, um, and she's basically throwing a fit at the moment. So, excuse me while I deal with that. Um, I'm going to take care of that. You guys are going to just sit tight, and we are going to move on uh, to Spain because, yep, okay. Um, all that happened today in Norway was King Harald, Queen Sonia, and Crown Prince Akun held their weekly audience with the foreign minister. So, let's move on to Spain. Today in Spain, there were two different events. Uh, so King Felipe today visited the new Airbus campus in Spain. So Airbus is a um, plane, an aviation company that has different headquarters all over the world. Um, and so Airbus Spain opened their new campus and King Felipe inaugurated it today. So the idea for this new campus was... Um, created like 10 years ago um and I think it's called like Centro Futuro or like Future Center um because it was built with the specific idea to be geared towards the future no matter when the project was completed so the world 10 years ago looks a lot different than the world does now, but the the campus does not look outdated. It looks prepared for incoming changes of the world that are happening. Um, so King Felipe basically today was able to tour the facility um, as well as talk with different staff members, different leaders um, about the experience and the, the new um, center. And of course, it was built with um, sustainable development in mind and a focus on a greener, um, a greener, function, I guess. Um, so that was the first event and I, I am going to rush through, um, the Spanish Royal events today because I know I've talked a lot about, like, their events throughout the week. So, and today, while yes, exciting and important, um, 
there were other things today that were just bigger. Um, so I'm just rushing a little bit. Um, and then also today, Queen Letizia took part in the, uh, digitally took part in the announcement of the winner for the 2021 Princess of Girona Foundation Award in the category Social. Um, so this looked very similar to the first award presentation we saw this year from the um, foundation, the Princess of Girona Foundation, um, where it was held pretty exclusively digitally. Um, I, I don't remember what region it was supposed to be out of, but everything was just held digitally. Um, and so Queen Letizia today participated via a pre-recorded session, um, done with four previous winners from the social category, which is what happened in the first one. Um, and she basically, again, moderated a discussion. I will be completely honest. I actually haven't watched this one. Um, I started to watch it and then <laughs> I think it was like I had just woken up and I was too tired to understand the Spanish and so I said oh I'll watch it later and it's way later now like the event was 12 hours ago or even longer like 13 14 hours ago and I definitely still haven't watched it yet <laughs> So that's a podcast host fail on my part. Um, but also, like, I basically know that it started by conversations about the pandemic and, like, the past year. And so I know that much. Um, and I don't know. I don't know why I didn't watch it. I just really didn't want to or something. I'll, I'm sure I'll watch it in the next few days. Um, but I figured... We've already seen something so similar that it seems repetitive and redundant. Um, so not that I think the event was, it was repetitive, but like, that's how those events are. They have to be in a, the middle of a pandemic. So like free pass, but it's, it's definitely, um, I don't know, it's just not fun to talk about today, I guess. Um, and also I have decided that assuming, so this year there should be a Princess of Girona award ceremony. I don't know how that's going to work at the moment. Um, I don't think the foundation does either because they haven't announced a date or anything along those lines. I am going to make the assumption that it'll be sometime in the summer. So Sometimes they're held in June, other times they're held in the fall. Um, however, if they want their honorary president to be there, they're probably going to hold it in the summer, because uh, otherwise the honorary president, aka the Princess of Girona, uh, is going to be in Wales at school, so I don't know how that works. I know she'll come home for certain events, like I know that, they've announced that, um, but... I don't think we'll just we'll see what happens because um, that would be a lot of time away from school and I don't think that would happen um, so whenever there is an awards ceremony I will do the same thing I did with the 
uh, Princess of Astorias Awards, and that it gets its own special episode kind of the day after or the day of the event's completion. Um, that's just like a separate let's talk about the whole thing episode. Um, if there are Nobel Prizes this year, I'll do the same thing in December. Um, Christmas and New Year's speeches got their own episode this year. Um, so things like that will will stick around. Um, but that is what was going on today in Spain. I think Queen Letizia has an event today or tomorrow. Um, and then King King Felipe has a soccer match on Saturday, so that'll be fun. Um, okay, so with that, I think now we are going to go ahead and finish off this episode with the Swedish royal family, so let's go there now. <laughs> another busy day but not a lot of details um, from the Swedish royal family so first we have King Carl Gustav taking part in a digital board meeting for the World Scout Foundation which is uh, an organization that he is heavily involved in um, and has been for as long as I've been following the Swedish royal family which is 10 years um, almost so that happened. Um, and then also today, and this one is kind of interesting. I'm going to make sure they haven't added a readout from, okay, it seems like maybe they have. So Queen Sylvia this year bought the year's first cornflower or Mayflower um, from digitally from a 13-year-old named Izel. Um, which is an annual tradition that Queen Sylvia will buy the first Mayflower or Cornflower that Google Translate is translating it both ways. I don't know which one is right. Um, they might be the same thing. But, um, okay. Um, so according to tradition, the Queen buys this year's first Mayflower, um, from children who come to the castle. But this year, the collection took place completely digitally. Um, so, Elin Eisel, who is 13, um, designed the flower, um, and it looks like it's maybe a card, um, and this is sponsored by the organization Maj Blomon, uh, which is the largest child welfare organization in Sweden. So the collection of these flower portraits, photos, things like that, um, go to that organization. That wasn't a really good description because I'm really, I'm also really confused. Um, so sometimes I just like to bring you along the confusion train with me. Um, and that's what this was. And then, um, today, uh, Crown Princess Victoria took part in a meeting, um, 
with the Foreign Policy Institute about um, the conflicts that are the focus for the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe. Um, and that organization right now, Sweden, is on um, the rotation and is in uh, the president is the presidency for that organization. So they are um, doing that and the royal family is staying engaged in that conversation um, by informing themselves of different things happening um, and different conflicts uh, going on around the world. Well, yeah. So that's what was going on in Sweden today. That brings us to the end of this episode. Um, so the, the plan is just to kind of bring you up to date, um, tomorrow we will do another episode kind of just like this one where at the top, we talk at the top, I talk about anything to do with Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, his passing and events commemorating that. Um, and then we'll go through the daily events. So that will happen tomorrow as normal. Um, I am not going to do an episode that comes out on Sunday that is solely focused on the funeral. I will do an episode primarily focused on the funeral. However, it's going to come out on Monday. So I'm going to record it Sunday evening and it'll go up Monday morning. Um, And then the episode that you'll hear on Tuesday will have any weekend events plus Monday events. just in a way to, one, put me back on a little bit of my normal operating schedule. Um, Two, I want to have some time to formulate coherent thoughts about the funeral. And while I will have the time to do that on Saturday, I I want the episode to be really good. And I want it to be coherent and focused. Um, and in order for me to do that, I need to take Saturday to not record. Um, it's been a really long week and I need to have a little bit of time to regroup. So I'm going to take that on Saturday. I have, of course, I'm going to be watching the funeral. Um, but I want to take Saturday and the majority of the day on Sunday to really collect myself from the past week, um, obviously hosting a podcast on the Royals is a marathon this week. Um, and today it wore down, it wore me down. So tomorrow will continue as normal Saturday. Um, watch the funeral Monday, the episode about the funeral will go up. So I'm going to record that on Sunday, not Saturday. Um, and then we'll go back to normal with like a slight variation for the episode that you hear on Tuesday. So that is the game plan for the week um, and the weekend. So with that, I will go ahead and talk to you all tomorrow. Have a good Friday.